and I should have appreciated those firm round mammae and calipigeon ass while I had them. If you're talking about your body, uh, I think you still look amazing. Then allow me to offer you some advice. Take a thousand naked pictures of yourself now. Realizing he's at the end of his financial rope, Johnny asks David for help with money as Alexis seeks a job of her own. Back at the motel, Moira recruits Stevie to help her dig up some scandalous photos on the internet. Welcome back to Shitlist, and today we're diving into Season 2, Episode 9, Moira's Nudes. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. And yes, oh. this is Stephanie. <laughs> this is not Moira Rose. <laughs> Very baritone this week, Stephanie. David, is that you from last week or two <laughs> that weeks ago? That is definitely very Moira-like. Um, um, yes, guys, we had a week off, extra week off. And now you know it wasn't just a hoax. It wasn't. <laughs> Stephanie, I, in fact, did lose her voice. I had a wild spring break, meaning my four-year-old niece <laughs> and my 60-something-year-old mother came. We went to the aquarium. We went to the zoo. And I got sick. So... Great. Typical spring break shenanigans, am I right? Too much partying. Um, yeah, but no, I lost my voice. Where I, I thought we could somehow pull it out of our behinds last week, and it just wasn't going to happen. And so, well, literally that, today is I kind of the stranded. first day. Yeah, Katie, you've got your own issues last week. <clears throat> you got stranded in. Florida of all places. So there was no way we could record. But listening week. to you now that it would, it just wasn't going to happen. Yeah, no, it, it wasn't. <laughs> um, but now I'm like, oh, I can sing Danny boy, which, you know, shout out to last oh, season. Danny oh, boy. Danny boy. <laughs> I could never do that with my normal squeaky the nasally voice. The pipes are well. Cold. I'm glad. Hopefully, you're feeling better despite the voice. Yeah, that's really the only lingering little little bit of sickness. So I'm hanging in there. Um, but yeah, a lot I feel like has happened. We've missed out we on two weeks two of weeks worth of stuff to talk events, about. Uh, I, what updates. I really want to know is we're two weeks into this uh, living situation. Are you ready for a divorce yet? <laughs> <laughs> we're actually three weeks officially the first week oh, was okay. like very chaotic but no we are doing okay. we're doing just fine we uh we're enjoying our new life um we have a guest room now and i've actually slept in the guest room most of this past week simply because i've been sick and coughing at night right so keep, I've just you don't want to like, keep sushana awake exactly um so yeah even though we're sleeping in separate bedrooms things are going great <laughs> It's purely related <laughs> sounds, to my sickness. Sounds great. <laughs> so, um, uh, but well, I do have something we'll get to in a second. But we have had an incident uh, in our new house. But um, I guess I'll talk about socials. Well, let's talk about yeah. our social updates first. Yeah. Okay. All right. So while we were gone, we already uh, briefly hinted earlier or on, in the last episode about Emily Hampshire, you know, hosting that Amfar event, and then. Right after that, she had a really like knock it out of the park week. She, I don't know if you saw this, she released her very own graphic novel uh, that release. It's called Amelia Airwood, Basic Witch. So I'm not really into graphic novels, but it might be fun to read. Check that out. And also she was on the cover of Advocate Magazine. That photo shoot, Steph, did you see those photos? Was so cute. Um, I posted just a couple screenshots in our story, but if you go to advocates uh, Instagram, there's a lot like tons of cute photos from it. She's so cute and pretty and mm -hmm. just like when great. I see her I, as Stevie Bud versus Emily, like mm -hmm. it's one of those striking different like 
Stevie is yeah. Cute, but Stevie is very low key, chill. Doesn't really mm-hmm. get dolled up a ton. And, and I don't really think Emily does either in real life, but when she does, like she yeah. does, like mm-hmm. knocks it out of the park. So agreed. Anyway, that was kind of fun to see for her having a big week all about all with those things. Um, we had some polls and questions to our listeners. And I also want to say thanks. Just I feel like we got a lot of messages while we we're gone, like just participation and some we nice messages did. from new fans. Yeah, and we got a just really like, sweet message from a new it's fan. Really good and fun. So we love to hear that stuff. So make sure you guys are writing to us, even if there's anything minor on your mind. We just love interacting with you guys. Mm-hmm. But for the milk poll results, I know you're dying to know, Stephanie. This is very important uh, information. I had, uh, do you, this is scientific. This is scientific (laughs) research. Our 10 participants are the, the world spectrum here. Um, 46% of people said they only use milk for baking and cereal only. And then 27% to 27 said, no, not at all versus they actually drink it. So most people are baking and cereal people almost not almost everyone. I would say two thirds of the population uses cow milk okay. versus extracurricular. Extracurricular. <laughs> extracurricular. <laughs> Surprisingly, no votes for elk's milk. I was really shocked at that. <laughs> Maybe we don't have what enough do you people think? living in like Montana or wherever elk lives. <laughs> yeah. Or wherever Twyla's family is from. Yeah. What do you think was the most popular cow's milk? The most popular cow's milk? Yeah. Oh, probably like. Two uh, percent, or it was two percent. More than that's the the cheapest one is two percent. That's why he buys. That it. was more than half the votes was for two percent, and whole milk was a close, not a close second. Twenty five percent for whole milk. Um, okay. And what about you? Have any guesses for the most ex, most popular extracurricular milk? Mm, I would say it's probably either like almond milk or oat milk. One of those. That was one and two, actually. Almond oh. milk and oat milk. Yep. I also put coconut as a choice, which brought in 11%. And I put other as 11%, thinking of well, like, like cashew milk. But what milk. other? Oh, soy milk. Soy yeah, was like the soy. original alternative. And then I think yeah, it kind of I should have put that as an option. Soy, like it's not good to have too much soy sometimes. Yeah. So they yeah. switch. People have it. stomach sensitivities to soy yeah. and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So and I, think I also forgot it, all about it, soy. Like, there's something about like soy and estrogen. Don't quote me on that. Oh like, yeah, I'm. Um, maybe you're right. Yeah. So people have kind of moved away from. I forgot soy. about soy. It had its moment, and now all these nut it milks did. like knocked it out of the park. Taken over. I did ask a question also if anyone had tried mil- raw milk, and the hundred percent of the votes were absolutely not. So, so you... but we did get a comment from one of our listeners that said she used to drink raw milk. She didn't participate in the poll, but oh, she okay. commented so. Say. So I, I didn't. I didn't vote on that them. one. Yeah. Because I knew. I mean, I guess I don't know why I didn't vote it on it, but voted on it. <laughs> anyway, so not many raw milk users out there. That's okay. Um, probably better off there. Yeah, I wanted to. Oh, what we also asked for spicy political stories. You had a funny one, Seth. Oh yeah. It wasn't really like. It oh, wasn't really spicy. It, it was. was just well, funny. it was just funny. My dad years ago, like over a decade, like almost 20 years ago at this point, um, ran for student, uh, not student council, the, the school board. Um, oh, school board. The school board. So like the, for the whole district. And he like put out campaign flyers with his face on them around. Oh, time. dang. And because um, this was like pre, 
YouTube <laughs> or like yeah. the internet. You couldn't just like You're go on Instagram. Videos. Yeah. yeah. So they like posted flyers or whatever. And they found a bunch that had like um, phallic uh, sketches <laughs> all over his face. Someone and... Ray Bhutani graffitied him. <laughs> exactly. And they, they took a couple home and put them on the fridge because they just thought it was so nice. Funny. So classy. So you, I know you saw this story. So I won't name names just in case, but yeah. one of our listeners wrote in that their alderman was beat up by a prostitute and his, his, uh, you know, excuse was that he was ministering to her. Yeah. So you and I had a discussion about what an alderman actually is. Yes. It's I, like I, a- I thought even before reading her statement and being ministering, you know, I thought an alderman was some kind of a religious, like a youth pastor th- or like something altar, like that. Like a church altar, alder. Um, but no, we were wrong. It's a, uh, it's like a, a legislator, elective, oh, like a local level, I mm. think. Okay. But it's All an right. elective member of a municipal council. So that makes me think it's more on the local level than like parliament. I'm All guessing right. this listener is from the UK, just based on that. Um, which is exciting. That means we have listeners in the UK. If you're listening, go ahead and fill us in on what your alderman does, though, yeah, because I but, think I still am a little like on the ministering part of that statement. Well, you my know? interpretation, maybe it's like a conservative alderman mm-hmm. and he claimed he was trying to okay, like uh, yeah, take her under his wing or something like that. Get her on the right track. Turn her on the right. <laughs> turn her on the right. While she had something. him tied up to the bed. Who knows? <laughs> We don't know the whole uh, story. <laughs> another, we had another comment on that uh, political story is that they ran for parent governor at their son's school. Um, it was oh, a tie, okay. lost the runoff, but then they asked her to serve anyhow. So it was very diplomatic of oh, them. I've or never Democratic heard of a parent whatever. governor. Me neither. <laughs> PTA president, something like that. Oh, I guess I don't know. So. so. Interesting. But very diplomatic of them to let yeah. her serve because... I mean, if it's a tie, obviously some people want her Maybe the other to represent. Felt you know? like they actually didn't want it after all. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? Um, Maybe she ended up doing more than the the real the winner. Yeah. Well, thank you to all of those who sent in their responses and took part in our polls. I have a fun, quick little story before we jump in tonight. Um, last week's or two weeks ago at this point, the milk episode sort of ended with a run in with the police, where you know Johnny and checkpoint. Roland and Alexis were pulled over and they had to spill all the milk, so to speak. Uh, well, Sushant and I last weekend actually had our own police encounter at our house. Because, were you in trouble? No, we had to call the police. Um, and this actually started as, as it started out as us filing a police report. And then within a matter of 15 minutes, we're calling the police because it was Sunday morning. Sushant was about to go run an errand and we park on the street where we live now. And it's a very safe neighborhood, but there are some like uh, districts where there's a lot of bars and restaurants in proximity to us. And so you probably get a lot of parkers from that, especially on like a Saturday night. So this is Sunday yeah. morning and he goes out to his car and then within a matter of minutes, he comes back in and he says, I just found a cell phone in my car. And I was like, what? Mm. And he's holding the cell phone that isn't his. He's like, yeah, this was sitting in the center console of my car and the seat was moved all the way back and it smelled like alcohol. And we're like trying to rack our brains. Like, when was the last time you were in your car? And it was Saturday night, like at nine o'clock. He went, he went and got me soup because I was sick. But um, he came back and 
we thought he locked his car, but maybe he didn't. We didn't know what was going on. So well, nothing was broken though. Nothing was like, broken, but he did broken, go out. So he his... checked like all of his documents were still there, but still someone had clearly been in his car and they left their phone and the phone was dead. So my first thing to do was it was an iPhone. I put it on my charger. Right. We let that I charge. know whose phone it is. And then we look up how do we file a police report? And we had to call like the non-emergency police number. We filed a report and they said someone would be out to see us soon. They didn't tell us when and they would collect the phone. Well, so my first instinct would be someone that had too much to drink just got in the wrong car and it happened to be unlocked. Is that what you guys thought? We weren't sure at this point. That was because like if suspicion. the windows weren't broken, nothing was yeah, stolen. That was kind of our suspicion. That would be like, okay. But we don't know who at this point. So... We've filed the report, the phone starts charging, it turns on, and then someone tries to call the phone. Now, we don't answer because we've already involved the police, so we don't want to engage. But the phone rings, we don't answer it. And then it says that the phone is being searched for. So whoever has this sees that their phone is now on, they also see that it's charging and they're trying to find it. And then we're still waiting for the police. We decide we're not going to go anywhere until they show up. Suddenly there's a guy on our front porch and he's like in a black hoodie and a hat. And oh my gosh. And he's like walking around our porch. He's looking up like in our bushes. And we don't know who this guy is, but we're assuming he's the guy looking for the phone. And because we don't know the context of how the phone got in the car, Sushant and I are like hiding out of sight of the window and we sneak right. upstairs. And oh my God, was your heart pounding? Yes. And <laughs> he's like, He's like stay, like going up and down our front steps. We have a lot of steps. He's looking in our front yard, looking at our front porch. And so Sushant calls the police and just he said it perfectly. He's like, we have a loiterer on our property. And we also just filed a police report that someone broke into our car, left behind a cell phone. And the police, they, you know, uh, radioed a police officer who was there within like 30 seconds. And oh he gosh, talks good. to the guy. Um, yeah, they were very quick. And the officer comes up to us. And it was a lot of back and forth. But ultimately, this was a guy who lives down the street from us. He was at the bars. He was walking home very drunk. Thought he was getting in his car to take a nap. He apparently drives a white car, similar. Not oh the gosh. exact same, but visually when you're drunk, he thought it was his. Yeah. Sushant may have unlo- left it unlocked. We can't prove that at this point got in the car he, had, he must have because otherwise how would he have gotten in um took a nap left his phone in there and then hobbled his way home later the guy was super freaked out apologetic thought he was going to jail super terrified yeah, he was like, wanted he to come up and apologize to us in person he's like i'm i can't imagine how disarming that must feel and like we even told the op- officers like we moved here two weeks ago <laughs> he's like yeah right what a great welcome thing to, to happen he's like it's actually a very safe area but um yeah, that was like our first kind of encounter with the police. It That's did go very crazy. well, given everything. And we didn't like press charges or anything because it was clearly like right. we felt comfortable with, the, with yeah. what the And his reaction was what you would have expected if yes, that was actually the case. But when there's like a guy on your porch. And yeah, you, no you have idea. no idea. And he initially thought his phone was stolen. So if he thought we stole his phone, his attitude he could be aggressive. Different. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, that was our fun running with the police, you guys. Um, wow. Crazy very stories. Very exciting things happening. Yeah, we had some, we had like, like we said, a long hiatus. We each had our own bits of excitement dealing me dealing with a canceled flight which is fine we got a bonus day in florida for a long weekend but nothing as exciting as uh dealing with the popo yeah living on the edge there stephanie are you sure you want to come visit me (laughs) you sure you're on the right side of the tracks (laughs) i think so no we're doing good um well 
that's enough. I think catch up. It's been a minute, but let's go ahead. And tonight we're going to be jumping into a, a little more scandalous of a storyline, I would say. Moira's uh, nudes. Yeah, Moira's got some nudes that we're going to be hunting for throughout this uh, episode. So let's go ahead and jump on in. Um, I am going to kick things off with some words of the week tying into this episode and special announcement. All of the words actually come from Moira's dialogue this week because she has quite the lingo, quite the vocab this week. She's got a lot of lines Um, in this one. So the answers Mm -hmm. may be a little bit more obvious because I'll use them in context of the episode, but they were just so good. And I actually found one of them in the foils book. I'll let you know which one that is. Oh, you did. One of them was from the book, which when I found that I was like, okay, this proves that she used this book as a resource. She, um, there's a page in the best wishes book that Dan wrote that sort of outlines all of her crazy vocab and all the words from tonight are in that page as well. So go ahead and get started. Um, Like I said, these will probably be easier, but our first word is effervescence. And that is a noun. And as you know, Moira says that her tasteful nudes were full of effervescence. (laughs) One of her search words, in fact, Um, I didn't quite know what that mean, but meant in that uh, context, but I always have taken effervescence to mean like the aroma or the, mm. like aroma of something okay. or like fragrance, fragrance. Or fragrance. Like okay. Yeah. She also mentions um, Siamese eels, which mm-hmm. again, I'm just trying to picture what that so is in the context. Um, so effervescence is our first word. Our second word, this was the one that was in the book is calipigeon. I'm not gonna take a de- I'm not gonna take a guess on this one because I did look this one up when okay. I looked. Um, but, but she an- does refer to her calipigeon ass. I really had to struggle to figure out exactly. I thought it was two words like calipigeon, like the bird. It's yes. one word. C A L L I P U I G I. It helps to watch with those yeah. closed captions for sure. Um, but it's an adjective, and my sentence is Moira sighs as she remembers her calipigeon ass. Calipigeon yep. ass, whatever you I won't guess, I mean. but you guys guess okay. on our words of the week for sure. And lastly, we have juvenescence, which is a noun. And Moira says, now that her nudes are gone, the last trace of her juvenescence has vanished into thin air. That's got to be her youth, right? There's a lot of context so, yeah. in these ones. Yeah, I think that one. But those but are just three very great fun. words. Yeah. Fun that the one was actually in the book because that's what she said. That's what Catherine O'Hara you know, said. She got when that I got book the books. And... That's kind of what I was hoping for is that I would see them show up. So this was right, kind of to find what she actually did. Her inspiration. Yep. So anyways, well, we're going to go ahead and jump in. Again, we'll post those. We always post them to our Instagram stories. It's on Facebook too. We'll let you guess. We'll post them on Monday. We'll give you the answers on Tuesday. We would love it if you guess. It's always little fun thing we do. Um, But yeah, let's go ahead and jump into the cold open this week. We start with the uh, outside of the motel. So we are back at the motel this week. (laughs) Um, Johnny and Alexis just happen to like leave their rooms at the same time. And he's being so corny, like about how is that for timing? The fact that they both left and it just spirals into a misunderstanding as far as why that's Lexus interesting. clearly does not understand what a coincidence is, I guess. Right. It's <laughs> He's having to over-explain. He's using, in terms of Alexis's understanding, outdated lingo. And then suddenly it's, why are you yelling at me right now? <laughs> like, I don't <laughs> What is this? God, I'm just really trying to get my point here. across. <laughs> and as they're kind of, this argument or conversation is falling apart, David pulls up and he's got a hot new ride from the looks of it. 
some sort of like red sedan. I don't know if they like show. Casually rolls up. Yeah. And he, he gets out, walks around. Oh, hey, like nothing. Nothing to see see here. (laughs) While their jaws are like on the floor. And Johnny's like, where'd you get this car? And apparently it was paid for by Wendy so that David, Stevie is off the hook now because David has a more reliable way to get to work. Okay, um, I guess now this is good. Now we don't have to wonder. Like, yes, Stevie, is Stevie I'm sure driving really, him every yeah. time? Or, although I do think this is the only literal time we see this car uh, in this episode. I mean, like, yeah. and then we never see it again. <laughs> right. I, I think you might be right there. But Alexis thinks that this car was bought for David, which can you imagine? Um, yeah. David says, no, it's just a rental, which I wondered, is this like, indefinite <laughs> yeah i was it wondering the same is like a... a rental like forever or <laughs> right um yeah david is like no she didn't buy it do you think i would let someone buy this car for me which okay judgy mr guy who doesn't you even have, know how to ride a bike no car or this has car to like... walk everywhere johnny though was very impressed and alexis is too and they suddenly think it's like or she at least thinks it's a family car yeah she thinks she's getting in on this perk yeah oh we have a car did you ever, I know you're much younger than your sisters, but did you ever like share a car with your parents when you were learning how to uh, drive or? No, like once I got my license, like my dad, this is actually funny. My dad gave me the good car and bought a used crappy car that my mom was forced to drive oh, because mom. he like didn't <laughs> want me like getting stranded on the road somewhere. Like he okay. wanted me to have the reliable car, but That's I do sweet. feel bad. Like I took the good yeah. car from my mom. <laughs> I did have to drive hers once in a while if something was happening, but mm-hmm. I've never had to share a car. No. Okay. I you, had a you had to share a car. Yeah, you I had, had the, brothers. The and, wagon thing, yeah, whatever. Yeah, we shared a, a Ford Focus wagon, my brothers and I, and mm-hmm. even my mom for a period of time. Just like Stevie's. Yeah, it was it was great, but it was just like Stevie's. And uh, it was always hard with like scheduling. And also it brought us back to like the days when we had a landline internet where it was prioritizing who could use the internet or who could use the phone. Same with who could use the car. Like, what's your reason? Right. And did you have a clipboard with a sign out sheet? <laughs> no, <laughs> we didn't. But it was, it was not fun. So I get that. Um, but, and, and Johnny even says like, Alexis, this is not our car. This is David's car. Johnny is having a hard time swallowing this pill that he, like his kid like, has a car and he doesn't. And that really sets the tone for this episode. Like, um, he's happy. He says he's happy that the roses are moving up in the world to a degree. But then as soon as he says that, David points out that he's missing a button on his suit jacket or on his shirt. Alexis That's is like, you, oh, you, you poor, poor thing. thing. <laughs> Making Johnny look like this little ragamuffin that he's going to be for yeah. the rest of the episode. <laughs> poor Johnny. That could be the other name of this episode is Poor Johnny. <laughs> poor Johnny. This episode, um, I told you when we were texting earlier, like I kind of forgot like this episode made me laugh so much i had to go real quick um as we were starting here and look at who wrote it because i meant to do that the writer for this one was david west reed so i want to try and like take notes as to like if he writes some of my more favorite ones or what like i that's something i meant to be paying attention to but i keep forgetting to like note every time so i i but this one just has so many laughs to me it does it does um that's a good point. I guess I, in hindsight, I think of that, but in the moment, I never think to look who directed it or who wrote it. Um, so 
So yeah, that's the cold open. We're going to go sort of character story by character story. There's a lot of intertwining that happens in this episode. So the timeline might yeah, get a little less linear, but we'll try to navigate through. Um, so we're going we're gonna to start off with poor Johnny. <laughs> poor Johnny and his money woes this week. Next scene, we see him. He's at the cafe with Alexis. She's e- eating some turkey sausages, which is refreshing for her. Um, while he looks on not eating anything, tries to sample one uh, from Alexis's plate as Twyla comes up. And uh, as Johnny asks her to put this on their tab, their ever-growing tab, she says, unfortunately, Mr. Rose, there's a limit to how much we can charge without someone actually making any effort to pay is what she says. <laughs> yes. um, but like with a smile on her face, she says it kind of passive. Yeah, the nicest Twyla way. So that makes me think we know they've been here at least a year because that's been mef- that's been reference. Have they not paid right. for their food this whole time? I um, feel like maybe he just, he just is going through a spell of not being able to pay. Don't you think? I mean, she I, said they without couldn't have making any effort year. to pay. I, that's what I know. Because then right. I we get to the number. I do the math. We'll get to that in a second. It doesn't add up. So I, I can't imagine it's for the whole year. But it's been a while. Based on the stack right. of little receipts, it's been a while. So where I used to work in New York, they used to cover like our lunches and if we were and dinners, if we worked the night shift or whatever, and they had a lot of restaurants, they had tabs of that. We were constantly like ordering from the same places and we had to pay those every month. So I can't imagine they would let them go much longer than a month. Well, that was my question was, have you ever been somewhere like other than a bar that has a tab option, like for paying for meals over multiple visits? Because I don't think I've ever been in that situation but that makes sense with the workplace you know yeah they have so we were buying we were buying like 20 to 30 meals a day from a restaurant and so we would have a tab and then we would just add the tab add the tip on the check sign it and send it back and then they would just send us a bill at the end of every month well i'm sure that's good for them too because it sort of guarantees <clears throat> in a way it's that a they're big get purchase your, your yeah. continuous business or uh-huh. frequent business um yep so yeah, Twyla hands him this stack of receipts. It's like, Mr. Rose, you got to pay this by the end of the day. And I noticed the the top bill says egg whites for $3.90. I paused just to see. So oh, who do you think you. ordered the egg whites? Well, there were egg whites on Alexis's plate this week. Oh, she, so in addition her- to her turkey sausages, oh. she had egg whites and toast and I think some fruit. She had a like a normal breakfast. Okay. Well, this was just for egg whites. So maybe. Well, don't you like- remember Moira's famous line? I'm eating egg whites and hoping the building will collapse <laughs> <laughs> from season one. <laughs> yeah, maybe that so could be Moira's also. <laughs> um, and Johnny is trying to like brush it off as nothing like, oh, yeah, I'll take care of this. I'll take care of this, you know, this afternoon nothing to worry about. Or, or tomorrow. And good for Twyla because she kind of is pushy. And it's like, this afternoon would be great. <laughs> uh, he's like, yeah, or, you know, tomorrow. She's like, in the morning, <laughs> first thing in the morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, like ASAP. Yeah. Putting the pressure on him, which good, because if she didn't, you know, he would he would not follow through. Yeah. Um, and Alexis is kind of watching this whole thing, like, what is happening? What's going on? And he tries to to blow it over as nothing. He tucks the bills quickly into his jacket, mentions he might just have to, you know, move some money around, make things liquid, as he says. 
And well, Alexis knows what that means. <laughs> she that sets her off because she's been enough with enough Wall Street losers, as she calls them, to know that making things liquid is never a good thing. Yeah, that was like her panic phrase. Like when he said that, her face was like she's like, oh, what? Yeah, that, that's not good. <laughs> but he's he's still trying to like insist they're fine. But then does Don't bring worry. up does bring up all the raw milk that quote unquote they ordered. Right. So kind of sticking it to her a bit. Um, mentions he's still getting his unemployment checks and he had to use all or most of it to get to pay for that milk. So that tells us, okay, he's getting about $400 a month because he said it was his check for the month that he had to put it towards. So right. that's not a lot when you think about it. It's like a hundred bucks yeah. a week. For a family of four, yeah. presumably. Well, so David has a job. So, he can, 20, yeah, so David can support himself a little bit because he has that's a job. True. And, but Suddenly Alexis is like, well, what can I do? What can I help? Which is refreshing coming from her. Yeah. It's and a very grown up thing to ask. Yeah. Johnny is still insistent. Like the best thing you can do is just not tell your mother. Don't tell your brother. Says they're too fragile. <laughs> Nobody needs to worry. And no one needs to worry. But so he's still trying to maintain this role as like the family breadwinner, I think is kind of how he's thinking of it. But uh, Alexis is like, well, if you don't want to worry, you should let your face know because it's not doing a good job of hiding it. At the very end of the scene, he like gets this perfect like chipper face. Yeah, it's pretty funny. So yeah, he's clearly got some stuff to sort out real quick. Next, we see Johnny as uh, David is driving him back to the motel, assuming he's coming back from work at the shop yeah. or wherever. Midday, Midday whenever. Yeah. And David makes a note now that he's got this new car. Like, oh, you've really been taking advantage of the free lifts lately. Which, like, didn't he just get the car? So maybe he's I was been, gonna like, say that too. Like, driving. Are we him supposed all to think over? a day or two has maybe passed now, has or this passed. is the same day? But he's got the same outfit on. So yeah, it's hard to say. But maybe they've maybe he drove him to the cafe and now he's bringing mm-hmm. him home. Um, right. but Johnny kind of sits there in the passenger seat and is dawdling. While David is kind of like, I gotta, I gotta go to work. I gotta yeah, go to Elmdale. Got to and do. Johnny again, just like can't, can't spit it out. Sometimes he's like, working man, busy, just busy. beats around the bush so yeah. much. You know, remembering, oh, there was a time when you used to depend on me for everything, and mentions the harpsichord lessons that he pointing he on all the for. things he used to pay for. <laughs> Picturing David playing the harpsichord, um, <laughs> and. Uh, He's just rambling and making David feel very weird. Uh, and David finally says, like, what's going on with you? Says Alexis is doing the same thing, which we'll get to later. But finally pushes Johnny to just spit it out. He says that he's overextended. Again, he just can't be straightforward. Right. Making things liquid. Overextended. Like, could I borrow some money? With, like, is basically some gap what you need financing. to say. <laughs> yeah, just say it. And David, like Alexis, is like, well, should I be concerned? And he says, no. But in the next breath, well, yeah, it's actually pretty bad. <laughs> like, just come on, Johnny, be honest. Um, and says that, you know, it's awkward for Johnny to ask this of David. And David is like, well, this actually isn't the most awkward thing I've had to deal with involving a parent today, um, which, again, we'll get to later with Moira. But finally, David says, like, listen, if you need money, I can I can give you money and really touches Johnny because he goes in yeah. for a hug. Like he really, I think in that moment was that touched. hug 
kills me every time that sabotage like it like it jerks him (laughs) he tries a couple and it's like startling david's like oh my god yeah what are you doing and johnny has to spell it out he's like i'm i'm trying to hug you and dave's like i get i get the gesture let's just Just leave it at that yeah um (laughs) clearly he's not at the point where he's comfortable hugging his dad at least not in this situation so, is, um, so Johnny goes in for a high five, which David also is like, no. Okay. And this is a big moment for David and Alexis both. I think this is like literally the first time in their lives, even in their situation for the last year, that they've actually thought maybe I should be concerned about money, don't you think? Or be concerned because about I, their dad. Yeah. Because I feel like even in the first year, they are probably just still in denial and, oh, we're going to get out of this soon. It's just a short term thing. But now I think they're realizing it's it's long term and they see their dad worried and they it's it's crazy. Like they're growing up right before our eyes to be worried about something like that and and be willing to help. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Think about all the money like Alexis has referred to all these trips she's been on. Like, mm-hmm. imagine how expensive all that lifestyle was yeah. for them. And they talk about it as if it was no thing, no big thing. So, yeah, it's uh, it's a definitely a new phase in their parent-child relationship. Mm-hmm. So David takes uh, Johnny with him to Elmdale, presumably, because we see the more bustling town Busy square. street they're on. Yeah. Um, and they go to the ATM. We see this is the Avid Trust ATM, if you look closely. And David apparently now has a bank account set up locally now that he's getting some money from his job at the Blouse Barn. And um, David is asking him, like, how much money do you need? Because last week I had a negative balance. So still, he's still Keep trying in mind. to like, get his yep. own bearings on his finances. And Johnny, again, he refuses to talk specifics. He refuses to talk money. It's like the whole DD situation all over again yeah. last season. And he's like, maybe, you know, a couple hundred. And Dave's like, just tell me what you need. And he says he needs $560 to be specific, which is about David's entire paycheck. So I'm thinking, again, like if that was a tab from the beginning, which we can assume it's not, but if it was... $560 for the year means about $10.76 a week. Um, so I'm guessing... It's not enough for a family no, of four. I'm guessing it's not for the whole year. So David, if, you, if you average like $10 a meal, that's 56 meals. Even that would be enough for a family of four. And we know Ed White's for like four bucks. So yeah, 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 it doesn't add up. So it can't be their full tab. For maybe a month, maybe two weeks. Yeah. Maybe they're supposed to pay it bi-weekly or something. Exactly. We can only speculate. Um, at this point, we'll <laughs> never know. So David is kind of reluctant, like, okay, well, here we go. I guess I'll give you my whole paycheck, but he's going to do it. Except he can't remember his damn pin number. Or sorry, his pin. Pin, Stephanie. <laughs> pin, Stephanie. And Johnny is hassling him just like you for calling it a pin number. He's like, it's just a pin. That's what it stands for. You don't have to so say number. Identification number. I would never nitpick that. I only did that because of the subset because I would say pin number too. I was like, oh, Johnny would be after me for that. What's your pin number? That's just the thing. Yeah. Like that's what people say. He, he can't remember his pin and he's trying it and, and Johnny's yelling at him and the machine ends up eating his card, which like, oh, did you, I'm sorry. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not calling time out. Um, I'm like mentally pressing buttons in my mind. Did you see the numbers David was Oh, pressing? I did. He, he, uh, so they go in to the bank to the teller and he says the pin was his birthday, which 
the number she was pushing outside was one, two, eight, two. So presumably December 82, right? Or January 2nd. Or January 2nd. Oh, yes. Either. Could be. Could be. Um, That was his birthday. That would mean as of this year in 2022, David is 40 years old. So happy 40th birthday, David. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not sure about Um, that. (laughs) But then I personally hate this scene because it gives, this kind of scene gives me anxiety because the teller is asking him, well, did you use the temporary pen you sent? We sent you, and apparently he didn't know he was sent a temporary pin, or he says well, that he didn't need it, and he blames. And he's clearly lying that he talked yeah. to anybody because then. But it's uh, awesome that she calls him out too. Like, oh well, it's just I and Karen, this woman eating a sandwich mid bite, just the two of us. So who did you talk to? And he's mm-hmm. like, it was some. It might have been a different. It like, was a while ago. It was a while oh, ago. I see. The account was just open last week. <laughs> So and, she's uh, sticking her ground too. Yeah. So it's just spiraling word vomiting from David. Finally, he's like, I just need the money for my dad because he's in my debt. Family's in and debt. If you could just help me help him, that would he be He just wonderful. outs Johnny. It's he's so not. funny the look on Johnny's face when he says that. Johnny's like, sorry. Yeah, he's yeah. right. <laughs> mm-hmm. But have you ever been in those moments with like customer service where they're like, what can we help you with today? And you just have to over explain. You can't like be succinct and like explain what's going on. I've had those moments where they're like, yeah. what brings you today? Well, you see, I was uh, doing this thing and I got locked out of my, <laughs> like you just tell you, your whole life story. You like, for example, when, when we just went to pick up our rental car, our second rental car at our trip to Florida, we like just pull up to the, not pull up. We walk up to the window and to get our car and Joe like starts explaining, yeah, our flight was canceled. I'm like, she doesn't care about any of that. Like she just knows we're here to pick up a car. We don't need to tell the story. <laughs> like I just want to get a car. So I can get a key to a room with a bed <laughs> and a long extension cord. A long extension cord. I, I wasn't suicidal like that, but yes, <laughs> the hotel room would have been nice. So she's like, well, we can do that, sir. We just need to set a new pin. But he keeps saying it out loud. And then that so makes it invalid in her opinion, which I think is. My thing with, with the pin was now he's like proudly proclaiming, I know my pin. Here's the pin I always use. And now his birthday is 7283. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know if that was like just an editing error because that wasn't what he typed. The or first he time. just wanted a new new pin Maybe. altogether. But uh so I Googled, I was like, well, is that Dan's birthday? And no, Dan's birthday is 8983. So August 9th, okay. 19th. Oh, so Dan was born in the same year I was, just about two weeks later, actually. Oh my gosh, you guys probably have the same zodiac. That's why you birthday love twins. So I don't know. Leo and Cancer are like right on the border, and oh, I'm a Leo. He like might a be a Cancer. He might be a Leo. You never know. We'll we'll look into that. Um, well, that's, oh my gosh, you're like connected yeah, on a deeper twinsies. level now. Twinning. <laughs> Love that journey for you. Yes. So that's Damn, how this I like. Should have been on that sound effect. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. So yeah. Love that journey I for me. To. I had to. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's kind of how this scene wraps up. We presume he got the money, but that whole, this kind of like, not it's not slapstick, but just like this chaos this, this banter, of like back words, and forth. like misunderstanding. Like I hate that. And if that was to happen to me in real life, that would just give me so much anxiety. So I can funny, feel with David uh, at, at the end of that scene. Oh, he's also a Leo FYI. So 
See, this is um, what I'm saying. You you're guys meant to be. I can to be. I can totally feel David's vibe though at the end of that scene where he was like, nothing about this is easy, and he just puts his head in his hands, and then he's like, what, what, like, what step are we at? Because I feel like I've been at that level of frustration, like just in similar You've situations where it. I'm just like, what, like, patience what now? Left. What do I need to do now? Tell me, like. Yeah. <laughs> I've been there too. I get it. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's that's where we leave them at the bank. Speaking of the bank, Katie, we do have a sponsor this week. So we do have uh, a sponsor. Very topical, based on our last bit of uh, the episode. So let's go ahead and take a break. We'll throw it to our sponsor, and we'll be right back. This week's episode is sponsored by Avid Trust Bank. Located in downtown Elmdale, let the friendly tellers at Avid Trust Bank help you with all of your financial needs. Whether you're preparing for your future with investments, need to save money for harpsichord lessons, or are a father who finds himself in milk money debt and in need of a money transfer, Avid Trust Bank is here to serve. For a limited time, ask about their overextension financial aid program, ideal for members experiencing a need for temporary gap financing. Stop in or visit one of their several ATMs, which have now been updated with improved PIN security systems. Avid Trust Bank, where everything is easy. All right, and we are back. Thank you to the Avid Trust Bank for sponsoring Thanks, Avid Trust. Yeah. Stephanie, you know, we financed our pool project with Avid Trust, oh. and they threw in a free dollar bill floaty. So we'll see how that oh, works this so summer. You get to float on a giant dollar bill. I'm going to float on a giant stack <laughs> of money. <laughs> Thanks, Avid awesome. Trust. That's great. Um, so, our next story we're going to jump into is Alexis this week. So, we saw her last with Johnny when she mm-hmm. learns of his money woes and the family isn't financially even stable to the degree that they can exist in a town like Schitt's Creek right now. Um, so she's she's got she's got some nerves about that. And we start off in a scene with her and David. He's getting ready to go to work. He's tying his converse, though. I notice I've never noticed someone tie their shoes like this where he's tying the laces at the end instead of in a bow. He's tying them around his ankles around like the they're back. ballet slippers. Back. Have you ever done this? Have you ever I seen someone yeah. do this? I've seen, I feel like that's an old, I have not done this, but I feel like I've seen like old people in my life do this with their work boots. Like oh. my grandpa or yeah, my no, dad, maybe. Boots. Maybe because he's going to work. He's like, I got to I, I, I haven't seen up. it done with Converse. No, it was very interesting. <laughs> Um, so he's yeah getting his shoes on. Alexis is freaking out because she's got a pimple on her face. Um, she says she's been washing her f- face with motel soap, and I have to say, like, that's a real low moment. Like, yeah, I think for it, Alexis, I feel like that's yeah. Because I can't imagine doing that personally. I can't imagine Could washing you- my face with like I hate washing my hands with motel soap. I do, but it's like the worst kind of soap. You okay, know? well, at this point, they're they're the only ones living there. So at least they we know are. like that's their their sir, their personal soap. It but is. like I just feel like even throughout all this like poorness, Alexa still would have maintained her skincare routine. Like she's clearly run out of her face masks. Uh, yeah, maybe, maybe. Um, so yeah, she's she's got a zit from this dirty soap that she's been washing her face with. And uh you have she, a good skincare routine. I'm interrupting. I actually do. I've gotten into skincare. You do? Yeah. In like the last uh, I couple gotta... years. I will say it is, it is, it comes from like a place of privilege of time and of resources, to be quite honest, because skincare can be expensive and it's not yes. quick or easy to do. Like 
for people who have busy lives or have kids even like what's your brand you want to do a shout out yeah I like to use CeraVe it is a uh, I don't use exclusively CeraVe but I like their products because it's like fragrance free and it's it's Mm. not super it's good for sensitive skin um but yeah I do like a whole like cleanser toner moisturizer serums I have masks I kind of do for the week I I gotta get on that I've tried so many times and like, I just can't get myself on a good routine. I mean, I use the same brand of stuff, but I'm just not good about like washing my face at the end of the day, putting stuff Mm. on. Like I will say if you're looking to like try a new product, it's best to introduce one new product at a time. If you're trying to see like how your skin responds, but also if it's making a difference, like it's easier to track that. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I like doing skincare. I did get Sushant like a a men's skincare set for Christmas. Fancy. I don't think he's used all of it yet, but he's used some of it Um, because he's definitely someone who like, I think not all men, but a lot of men, at least in my life, have washed their face with the same. Put the effort into that so part of their life. So they wash their hair. Yeah, You know, their body and all Shampoo of Shampoo goes everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Pert plus. <laughs> not sponsored. <laughs> my grandparents anyway, sorry. actually, literally for like 15 years in my childhood, I'd go to my grandparents' house. They had this, I felt like it was the same bottle of Pert Plus shampoo in the the guest bathroom for for us. He hasn't had it in a while, but Joe was buying that shit regularly for a while. I'm surprised. Yeah, man. But y'all know what we're talking about. I'm sure anyone over (laughs) the age of 30. um, Anyway, sorry, we digress there. But (laughs) Alexis is, Alexis is scraping up makeup off the floor. Again, just another all time low for her. Like, it's one thing to use the dirty motel soap to wash your face, but now she's putting makeup that's on the carpet back into the bottle. Um, that's another funny line from David here too. What does he say? There's saying? so many funny lines. He says, you're putting that on your face. I don't even wear good socks in here. <laughs> After he already just, says like, well, I have naturally radiant skin, but I'm an, <laughs> an anomaly. He says, um, and she says, no, this is this is because of anxiety. There's a lot going on that you don't know right now. And you have no um, clue. You have no clue what's going on. And he mentions, well, I know about your dandruff shampoo. She's like, that is preventative. <laughs> Her purplus. <laughs> Her purplus. Um, so as this is happening, Moira summons David over to the next room saying it's urgent. And so he has to leave Alexis scooping her makeup back up on the floor. I will say if you've ever spilled foundation on your clothes or anything, that can be really difficult, if not impossible not to get come out. It's like paint. Sometimes it's really difficult. So then we see Alexis next. She's at the cafe coming in from a run. She's wearing like a cute little tennis skirt outfit, running outfit. Um, but she asked Twilight for a water because she doesn't want to pay for anything. She's like, we can use the hose. Tap or hosed. It's either is fine. And Twilight's like, don't worry. Like, I can get you a tea. It's not a big deal. And mentions like, hey, I know personally that it can be hard to pay off debt. Refers to her uncle, Ken. <laughs> Another one of Twilight's freak Another stories. Another one of crazy stories. She has an uncle who only has three fingers after some, apparently he owed money to some, some vicious guys who uh, went after him, but it's too bad because he's deaf and he speaks with ASL. (laughs) So uh, that must make it a little missing some critical digits on that ASL. Um, So then Ted comes in again, made over Ted, very suave in his done, right? Sun kissed tea, aviator glasses. I gotta say like, I'm not usually one for like, 
just physical attractive attractiveness of guys, but Ted looks good in this like t-shirt, jeans, aviator, glasses, get up, like good. Season one, Ted is dead. Is gone. He's dead. <laughs> Ted he has been reborn. One, dead. Season two, Ted. He's a phoenix from the ashes. Yes. Um, and I think you're right after this scene, like there was no real like animosity from Ted towards Alexis when they had their run in a couple weeks ago because he mentions like, it's like a romantic comedy. How often we see each other at the cafe yeah. making a light joke. And Alexis is like half listening. Another thing she clearly doesn't get or understand. Her mind is <laughs> elsewhere. What? Um, and Twy brings her the tea and mentions it's on the house. And Ted's like, oh, you're not going to have one of your gross smoothies. He doesn't say gross, but you're not going to have one of your smoothies. And uh, he's like, you know, if you want one, I can buy you a smoothie. And she, it's <laughs> like weird suppressed anxiety laughing way it's like no that's fine because then i have to pay you back and i really can't afford to pay for anything right now because my whole family is broke and she's like laughing she can't afford to eat right now we can't afford to eat right now did you notice when he walks in also he he says like how's it going or something like that she's like oh good except i have a pimple and then he literally i just noticed this on my last watch through like goes to stare at it like look in it she's like but don't look at it <laughs> like <laughs> he, he was ready someone... to like doctor examine that shit <laughs> maybe the medical side in him was coming out <laughs> yeah so he's he's really sorry to hear about this and um is generous as it and... has an idea it's like, well, my secretary just quit and implies she could take that job. But again, she doesn't catch on. The whole concept of having I would, a job I would is feel just bad. I couldn't she... accept free money. It's like, that wasn't what he was offering you, sis. Um, he's like, no, like, you could take that job. And she's like, you'd be think? working for the money. She's like, would there be animals there like all the time? It's like, obviously, the, yes. Could um, you work at a vet's office, Seth? You think? No, I would no. get too sad. I was thinking the same. Like it would be fun to be with cats and dogs and whatever, but like as the someone sad who's parts take, would had be to really take several sad. family pets to be put down at a yeah. vet. Yeah, that's too sad of a place. I would. Have yeah, I think I was thinking the exact same thing. Yeah. Um. So yeah, she is like thinking about it and she does this like snake charmer neck dance as she's thinking about like, hmm, is this something I'd want to do or not? Um, but apparently it is because next we see her, she comes into the vet clinic. She's, uh, all dressed up in this butterfly yep. dress, sparkly headband. Looks super cute here. Super cute. Says she's interested in the job, but would like to interview for it properly. I do want to know. Wants, wants it to be fair. Wants it to be fair. Yes. Um, no special treatment here. We'll see about that. But, uh, when she comes to the counter, I notice there's this little carousel of like treats on the counter and the treats are called Bobcats, which is cute. Oh, um, I didn't notice that. And there's also a poster behind Ted for a cat wrangling showdown. And it says, who's the boss? And there's like these cats that look like they're about to wrestle like a cockfight or something. I've never seen that. <laughs> yeah, you'll have to I'm always it. trying to look in his vet's office, though, for just like decor. There's so things. much. There's so many yeah. flyers and pictures. And it really There's just kind of depends on what's in frame or in focus. Right, exactly. But. If there, I don't know if you've ever noticed this, and we'll see it later. I'm not sure that we've seen it now. Um, but there's like a cat tissue box, like something someone's mm. grandma crocheted that goes over a box of tissues, like just okay. like cute stuff in there. Yeah, it was they cute. put a lot into set decoration. They really like do. everywhere. Mm, yeah, for sure. Um, so 
Ted is like, okay, well, we can have an interview. And she goes and sits down like in the waiting area, kind of primps herself as she gets ready, smoothing out her skirt. And he's, like, he's got to wait too, wait for his question. He's ready to ask the question. She's like, wait, 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 I'm not like, ready. ready. Like until she's ready. sitting perfectly. Yeah. Um, he's got a clipboard. I don't think he has anything on that clipboard, quite honestly. Just um, fly, like just improvising. Show. Yeah. Um, he asks, you know, have you had any experience as a receptionist? She's like, no, but I've dealt with a lot of them. He asks about her typing skills. Do I skills. have the right temperament? The right temperament, yeah. Asks about typing skills, which we've talked about that. Um, yep. Her response. Her answer to that. <laughs> well, you've seen me text. like. And then what is the other question there. he asked? The next um, question he asked. Spreadsheets. He asked her about spreadsheets. And that's clearly where she's drawing a blank. No experience. She pivots. She's like, I think this would be a good time to call attention to my positive attitude. <laughs> And yeah, I gotta say, for a lack of actual receptionist skills, she nails the interview. I feel she does like a really she good job the, of making herself not quite as well as David in terms of being quick on his feet because she had more relevant, he had more relevant talking points and qualifications than she does, let's be honest. But she does bring up an, a reference from Us Weekly saying she was up for anything. So, but just the fact that she pivoted that question too, yeah. like it was like, okay, well, I'm not going to answer this question no and show my weakness. Instead, I'm going to draw attention to this strength that I have. Yeah. Like, very good. Very both both the Rose kids were good at their interviews, and I that's agree. good on good on yeah. Johnny and Moira or whoever taught them that. <laughs> They've got good street smarts. We'll think of all Quick the situations. Jo- street uh, smarts, yeah. <laughs> all the they, they've been, they've been in had the to get herself smarts. out of. Yeah. Yes. True. Even with like the milk money a couple weeks ago. So although this, albeit this is not a truly a formal interview. So mm. but she yeah. did well. She did well. Because Ted, he kind of goes along with it for the sake of Alexis, stands up, right? He shakes her hand, say. says, We'll we'll be in touch. And then there's like this pause and they the kind of like look at each other. Yeah. Did he get the job? And he he says yes. It's like this funny little role play. For Alexis's benefit. And she knows that because of the end, she says he's a really good actor. Like she yep. knows he's doing this just for fun kind of thing. So, yeah. So she's got the job, which is exciting for her. Now we've got two Rose mm-hmm. kids employed. employed. Look at Which is look, more than look. we can say for their parents. <laughs> We're both kind of st- reaching for opportunities still at this point. Um, so, yeah, Alexis is, is going to have something in the works now, which is exciting. Our last story for this week is Moira, title of our episode, titular, titular, as you could say, uh, (laughs) story, which is uh, Moira and her nudes. So at the beginning, we see Moira marching down to Stevie's office. She's in this very sharp black, black and white pantsuit, kind of same streaky vibes as that duct tape shirt David was wearing not too long ago. He's on a mission in this opening scene of her. She marches in. Stevie is both reading a book and playing solitaire on her computer. Still reading Banshees on a plane. Yeah. I see. Must be a long one. Um, But Moira is relieved Stevie's there because she needs her help. She says, does this computer get internet access? Please log on immediately. (laughs) That's so funny the way she says that. Internet access. (laughs) Internet access. Yes. Um, Like an alien trying to speak. Uh, she says that Jocelyn in this campaign has apparently been playing dirty politics and has referenced some sensitive photographs from her past, from Moira's past. And Moira is very concerned that these photos are circulating is what we 
understand. She's alluding to the fact that this is going to be the demise of her campaign. Of her campaign. Which, what do you think of that move on Jocelyn's part if this really did happen? Do you think it really happened, though? Or do you think Moira's just you a think Moira's to... just, just opening a can of worms? She's just looking for just looking for a story, right? I don't think it really happened. We'll never really know. Considering we what we considering something that happens later this season too, I don't think it happened. I think Moira's just yeah, it's it's looking to, to spark it... looking to spark up an interesting campaign. And that could be maybe she's trying to create drama. Because if... no publicity is bad publicity, they always say, right? Right. Um, so Maybe jo- and if Jocelyn said something, maybe it was just a a remark that Moira misinterpreted. Or it's, it's famous. Is, You're famous. There are pictures of you online. And yes. is making assumptions. Yeah. Either yes. way, she would like Stevie to help her find these photos. And Stevie's like, wouldn't you rather do this yourself? You sure you don't want to do this like, yourself? This seems like a private issue, literally. Seems like a you thing, yeah. not a we thing. <laughs> um, but Moira insists that Stevie Stevie helps. She's like, I can't type. Which it isn't that she Unlike can't us. type. She won't type is I think a better right. answer because she says she was a secretary. I, uh, I alluded to that as we were talking about our typing skills. Stephanie yes. Moira is not a secretary. She is not a secretary. So maybe she was a secretary before she moved to the big city with her. She said she doesn't want to relive her days as a exactly. secretary. So she maybe was. So Stevie with like no way out sort of reluctantly agrees, but it's like, hold on, it'll take a minute. We're dealing with pretty slow dot. Like one step above dial-up, I think, is what she said. DSL. Do you remember DSL? Maybe oh, that's yeah, it. DSL, yeah. I can attest to several hotels I've been at with very slow internet. I mean, yeah. it's it's high speed, quote unquote, but it's it's slow. Don't try to like watch Netflix or anything. I wonder who there. listening doesn't even know what dial-up is. I or remember the dreaded my first, sound of dial-up. My, well, this was what I was talking about earlier about sharing a car and then sharing a phone that was a landline, but also the internet. And it was like... yeah. You could only be on the internet or be on the phone, and only one person could be on the internet um, if you didn't have multiple phone lines. I remember I had a friend in elementary yeah. school, like my best friend, Sarah. Her family had DSL, and I went over there. I was like, wait, you can just open the internet whenever you want, and right. it's there, and it's just open, and you don't have to wait. And that's what it sounded like when you <laughs> logged on the internet, ladies and, and gentlemen. Having these flashbacks. Can you imagine if we had to go back to that? People's heads would explode. Oh my, Lanta. We're, We're in so such impatient. An instant society. I mean, in a way, I feel like it would be good for a lot of us. It but maybe, but like, what a process. What a process yep. that was. There's no way we'd be having Zoom meetings, that's for sure. Oh, yeah, no, not this wouldn't exist. We wouldn't yeah. even be able to do this. No, no. It we wouldn't happen. even have podcasts. That was no. a long, <laughs> there wasn't even a thing that we'd call, put on speakerphone so and use old. a tape recorder. <laughs> um, we'd be releasing on CD. <laughs> <laughs> and you'd have to rent from your local library. Yes. Or Blockbuster. R.I.P. Um, Rose video, don't you mean? Oh, excuse me. Excuse me. Yes. My apologies. <laughs> Moira isn't surprised that Jocelyn, she says, would suddenly uncover these in the middle of a campaign, expecting more from her, blah, blah, blah. Maybe you are right. Maybe she's just kind of trying to set up a scandal for just looking for drama. Sake. Yeah. That is a very, I hadn't thought about that, but the more I think about it, I think you're onto something there. Um, so Stevie does a search and it has this very shocked face. We never get to see exactly what 
comes up on the screen. But she's like, okay, there's a bunch of photos with you of you with OJ Simpson, Roger Blake, Robert Blake, um, who are both Phil Spector. They're all celebrity murder suspects. All celebrity murder suspects. I had to Google a couple of them. Real, like, bad, (laughs) real... terrible I can't even speak like I mean OJ Simpson was acquitted but you know do you how much do you know about the OJ Simpson trial stuff all I knew because I was what year was that early 90s it was early night it was it would have been about 95 or 96 I think I remember what grade I was in I was in uh like early middle school or no sorry early elementary school like fourth third or fourth grade and all I knew at that level was, oh, you better not be driving around in a white Bronco. Oh, they drive a Bronco. Like, that's literally all I knew was, do don't you be driving a watching, Bronco. No. Do you remember watching the no. car choice? Okay. No. I do remember watching the car chase on TV, like, vividly. And then I also very vividly remember when we found out about the trial acquittal. Because I was in junior high. And, like, we had this old junior high school building um, that eventually got torn down. But I remember exactly what classroom I was in and what class it was because it was like what everyone was watching. And I only know, I mean, that's basically all I knew about it at the time, but I know a lot more of it now because I recently, within the last year or so, listened to uh, my favorite podcast, aside from ours, of course, um, Time Suck with Dan Cummins. If you're ever looking for something that's educational but funny at the same time, he did a podcast about the his one of his topics was that and it was insane how much evidence there was against oj simpson just bananas that the guy got off mm-hmm. like i mean but, he was eventually um convicted of a different crime and imprisoned like, for that. but mm-hmm. and um, he was liable on the civil side i believe too yeah. but like his federal murder trial what what an insane story anyway guys it's it's crazy um Mo- moira was pictured with oj simpson though yeah, with O.J. Simpson, with Robert Blake. And then she was in a, fo- a paddle boat with Phil Spector, which is, have you seen a photo of, do you know who Phil Spector Creepy Spectre looking is? dude. Creepy guy, um, crazy hair. Also, a, he, was a, he was a rock producer in the 60s. Yeah, these are all like murder somebody. Sus- suspects. Um, she's like, I shouldn't have to explain myself in terms of why she's associated with all these guys in pictures. <laughs> And Steve's like, there's a lot that could be incriminating in here. Is this what you're looking for? But apparently it's not. She's looking for nude photos, tasteful nudes, as she mentions. Um, I want to take a quick second, though, because I think in this day and age, it's a good thing to just note that um, cancel culture is a real big thing right now. And some people are very against, quote unquote, canceling somebody. Other people think it's a good way to hold people accountable. Um, and there's a, it's a spectrum. There's small issues and then there's really major things. And um, I think social media has created more of a paper trail that has led to a lot of this well, sort sure. of accountability and, and leading to repercussions. A lot of it often is towards public figures or celebrities. Sometimes it's just a consequence at the surface level. Sometimes it may actually lead to like them losing their job or losing endorsements or being like charged and potentially convicted of crimes like Mm -hmm. i can think on one level there's like i don't know if you heard ellen degeneres was under fire last summer for claims of a toxic work environment on her show right right and apologized about that and then there's um 
these are just a few I wrote down, but there's like J.K. Rowling, who is the author of the Harry Potter books, has made many transphobic remarks and has had even like the key cast members of the show of the film series um condemn her for that and she's lost a lot of support but then you get into like the guys like i don't even want to say their names like harvey weinstein and matt lauer bill cosby even like andrew cuomo now like who was right. the the governor was he the governor he was the yeah, he was the, the governor, governor of, new york. of new york like these men who are being accused and or convicted of these a lot of them are like sexual harassment or sexual abuse crimes but like it's you talk about oj simpson's trial being such a groundbreaking thing back in the 90s and like everyone was talking about it there's so much of that now i feel like don't you agree yeah well it's just like information is so much more readily available mm-hmm. like the internet was brand new back then it wasn't what it is now yeah. So there is literally infinite information at your fingertips, whereas before it was whatever you were watching that day on the news or whatever, or yeah. reading in the paper or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, in a way it, it could be good because it holds people accountable, accountable, but also sometimes there is like just too much. It's too much information. It's we have opinions. About things, we, things. things we maybe didn't need to know in the first place. Exactly. Things that in the past would have been just a private matter and it would have been dealt with. Suddenly they need to apologize to mil- the millions of their Instagram right, followers. Right. Or exactly. And on, and to that note, since we're on this serious topic, I will say like, I don't think necessarily all the time that people need to apologize for their past. Like doesn't people ch- can change. And it doesn't mean like something that happened back then is who they are now or that they didn't learn from that experience, you know, but it is like you said, like you have no choice today. Like you have to just. Yeah. With that visibility comes accountability, right. I guess, in a way. So um, anyways, you think Moira yeah. is going to apologize for hanging out with murderers? No, she says she has nothing to <laughs> apologize for. <laughs> she has nothing she to, have to explain herself. Yeah, clearly she doesn't think so. Um so she finally explains what she's looking for is a series of tasteful nudes that she had famous American fashion photographer, Richard Avedon, who was a photographer for Harper's Bazaar and Vogue back in the seventies. Um, you know who he was before this stuff? No. Have you, had you heard his name? No, Me too. I, I was just wondering if you had, cause you are in the fashion industry. Kind There's of. a few I know he was not one of them. So mm-hmm. Anyways, Moira was in his circle and had a, a series of tasteful photos done. Clearly, they wouldn't have been digital, so someone would have had to like archive them, right. photograph, like scan them, put them on a scanner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. Um, yeah, whatever. But the foyer, the photos aren't showing up online as Stevie searches, and Moira's starting to get frustrated. Is there some sort of childproof lock on this internet? <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't know what she's talking about. It's not Stevie how says, I'll know. Uh, yeah, that would make Stevie's job very boring, yeah. is what she says. One quick set note I have. I don't know if you noticed, but behind Moira in the background hangs the series of hotel room, motel room keys. And there's an extra key missing. I did notice that. Someone uh, else. Apparently the motel has a guest this week. Yeah, but we don't see them, but somebody is there. wonder who that could be. Um, in a couple of weeks, I think we'll see a motel guest coming up. A little spoiler. I think so. Yep. Um. So Stevie is not able to help with the situation. So she next goes back to her room and calls David over. And David 
was talking to Alexis as the makeup was being scooped off the floor. And she now has a laptop on the bed. And I'm wondering, where'd you get a laptop? Did you think about that? Suddenly, they just, just have suddenly one. Suddenly, they have a laptop. Yeah. And she wants David to come sit down by her. And she's like approaching this as a very serious thing. Like, we've reached an awkward moment in our relationship. <laughs> David's like, I'm pretty sure that happens. What does he say? Like multiple times a day. I'm pretty sure that moment happens daily. Is yeah. what he says. And I Which, was thinking back to when he was um when he was saying how they had a lengthy conversation about hosiery and menopause, menopause. when she was looking for Alexis. I'm like, yeah, that would be one of those. That would count as one of those moments. Um, so she tells him there are some nude photos of her that she would like him to help track down. <laughs> Can you imagine that's if her, that's a real quick no? That's, that's a David quick says. No. Can you imagine? He's like, you can ask literally anyone else but me. No, no, no. Like, I can't even imagine. Like, who in your circle? Okay, let's let's hypothetical. Like, let's not say parents because I think we both know the answers are quick now. But like, what if you had a friend come up to you and was like, hey, I think something may have leaked. Could you help me find these photos? I, I could do that. I could. Yeah, I would do yeah. that. No I, for a parent. Absolutely not. Yeah, absolutely no. Um. Because David even asks, he's like, you can ask anyone, ask Stevie. And she's like, I've already literally anyone else. Her computer is too old and prudish, is what she says. So fi- finally, David is like, okay, he opens the computer. Fine. Let's do this. Let's let's dive deep. <laughs> um, she, she says to better you to find them than a stranger in a storm cellar. Is it though? Like, I don't know. <laughs> So Alexis walks in on them, though, as they start looking and she hears Moira say that she has nudes online. And Alexis is like, are you sure you're not talking about my nudes? So clearly Alexis Which you wouldn't be surprised. And she doesn't seem embarrassed at all by that. She says no. it very matter-of-factly. So, Katie, what's your opinion about people? Let's say people, because there are a lot of people who do not consent to their nudes leaking. But there are people who also just post their nudes online or post them. And only these. accounts. <laughs> Only fans, only fans, whatever (laughs) fans only (laughs) clearly, clearly I'm familiar. Clearly, You don't subscribe. Yeah. Yeah. What is my, what do you want? My opinion on nudes on the internet? Think that's wise. Do you have an opinion? Do you, I guess it depends on what you're going to do with your life. You're going to run for office. It's a, probably a quick no there. Um, but I don't, do you have nudes? Do you have any nudes, Stephanie? (laughs) No, I don't. Well, I don't know. Like, no, I don't. This is my confusion because you always hear these crazy, like celebrity stories about, oh, so-and-so released nude picture came out of so-and-so. And it's like, what are you doing with all these new pictures of yourself on your phone or whatever? But I guess like people, that's a turn on and people send them and whatever. People are in long distance relationships. Like naked bodies don't attract me that much. Like, no, No. thanks. I wouldn't request a nude from anybody. No. And Maybe sexy Ted. <laughs> sexy Ted, if you're out there. Okay, I don't want a nude. Maybe shirtless. Shit underscore no nudes. list underscore podcast. <laughs> no, do not send us nudes. No, just sexy Ted. Just Maybe like only for sexy. Ted. I I have thought of like, okay, boudoir photography is mm. big. That would be like as far as I would go, and it would okay. not be online. You know, it would no. be for Joe private, yeah, for sure. You know what? No. Not that you say that. I have a friend who's a photographer. I don't know if you know her. Um, 
I actually went to high school with her. Now she's she does a lot of weddings, more in Grand Haven, Grand Rapids. But um, she does these. Uh, she doesn't call them boudoir sessions. She calls them fearless sessions because it's more about like personal body empowerment, image. body image, body positivity. You're not taking these photos necessarily for anyone but yourself. And I actually did lend her my old studio space to shoot a couple of these sessions. And I did one too. I was not nude. I was wearing a cute bra. Fern was in a couple photos. <laughs> like oh. it was like, I took those photos more as like a confidence thing for myself. Yeah. I have those photos somewhere on a hard drive. They're not super scandalous. They're not super racy. They're not super sexual. Maybe a good gift idea for Sushant because that's his two lovely ladies. <laughs> he have not he has not seen those photos yet, but I did reference well. them. He was like, I would like to see these pictures. <laughs> <laughs> I have not. I feel like I feel like if I were to do a boudoir shoot, it would have to be like I need to like lose some weight and like get real. <laughs> no, that's my the whole point. It's like yeah, no, but I would want to do it like as a like a reward for that. Like if I was, Catherine. I I'm not that impressed with my body. Like, but that's that's a lot of that's trying to counteract that and just like embrace your body for what it is and. And, or like and, celebrate all the work I put into it. If I did a really good job, odds of this happening, Stephanie, are slim to none. Okay. As I just sipped on three cocktails and a spaghetti dinner tonight. Well, so. never, <laughs> <laughs> never say never. We'll see. Um, Maybe. So, so no any, nudes. Oh my god, you. no nudes, and sounds like no nudes for you either. But you never know. Um, mm-hmm. Life is short, <laughs> as Moira says later. Yo, Yolo. So. As David is searching, Moira asks what words he searches for because nothing shows up. And he's like, I typed Moira Rose nude. Three words I never thought I would have to type unless at gunpoint. (laughs) As if like, what else would he type? So she's giving him suggestions. Do you remember the words she tells him to try? Yeah. Effervescence. Which was one of our words. Small small umbrella and Siamese eels. What so, images does this, do these words conjure these up? These tasteful photos she's referring to. I, I can't imagine. Siamese eels in, refers to there being water, I would think. She in the water? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Um, I don't know. But yeah, nothing shows up. And she's outraged. She's like, we must find them so we can destroy them. And devastated. So like, like she's just does devastated. she want them to exist? She clearly wants them to exist. That's what it comes down to. Um, so yeah, she's frustrated. There is a transition shot right after this. I don't know if you caught it's very clever on the editing person's part because it's a shot of two farm silos that look very busty. I, <laughs> I did. I wanted very to know clever. That. Yeah. Also, just the very end of that scene too kills me when she's looking like all sad and destitute out the window. <laughs> like, can no one find nude pictures of me on the internet? But yes, I did. The remarkable cut to B-roll was not unnoticed by me. It was excellent. So yeah, Moira, (laughs) she's just looking for anyone. She goes back to Stevie now. Well, actually, Stevie calls her back to the office. Excuse me. Yeah, she reports back. Apparently, even after Moira left, Stevie continued to search. Maybe her (laughs) book is not that interesting. (laughs) The curiosity just got the best She did find some photos, so she calls Moira down. Moira is thrilled that these photos have been found. Um, but there's I knew problem. I could count on you, she says. <laughs> there's problems because 
The photos are of her face, but they've been photoshopped on the body of, as Moira recalls it, I'm not sure too politically correct, she says, the body of an Indonesian ladyboy, whatever yeah. the hell that means. What an image um, that conjures. Yeah. And Moira, yeah, it wasn't very PC, but. No, I don't think so. When is Moira ever, though, really? Um, so Moira is now like rock bottom, super disappointed. The uh, the the search is over. She feels regret, regret that the photos are gone, regret that those photos which captured her, as she said, at her peak will never be found again. She's more wanting them for herself than worried about other people seeing them. She wanted clearly people to see them, I think. Yep. She reflects on her firm, round, mammae. Is that what she Mame. says? Mammae. M-A-M-M-A-E. Her mammae, which I had to Google, uh-huh. is just refers to like, think mammogram, like chest. Mammary, your mammary rough, glands. Your mammary glands. And then her calipigeon ass which was another word of the week. Um, all things she wishes she still had. And and Stevie sweetly sees Moira's pain. It's like, I think you still look amazing. And uh, Moira says, this is our title of the week is take a thousand naked pictures of yourself now. So should we take that advice? Do you think that's good advice? Uh, oh, I, that's what I was going to ask you. Like, will Moira's <laughs> advice change your mind? I well, maybe uh, not. I think maybe I think naked not. pictures can be in like a symbol. Like, what is your naked picture? Is it like doing something outside of your comfort zone? Is it appreciating something True. you criticize or think you can't this a, do? This is a great scene and great advice for Moira. Like you're mm-hmm. saying, like it doesn't necessarily need to mean mean yeah. need to mean nude. Actual nude pictures, yeah. Yes. Because she goes on to say, you may think you're too spooky or no one wants to see these tiny boobies. Is she talking about Stevie when she says that? Yeah, I, I believe she is. And I can't relate to that problem. But one day N- you. Nor can you. <laughs> nor can you. <laughs> one day you will look at those photos with much kinder eyes. And I actually and think say, that's really. And say, dear God, I was a beautiful thing, which is a compliment yeah. to Stevie. I just. Yeah love this whole interaction this like little friendship we see blooming and Mm -hmm. Moira complimenting Mm -hmm. her and just like kind of almost being motherly to her not necessarily motherly because what mom tells her kids to take a thousand new pictures I think it's like more woman to woman championing yeah champion her and I think it's a very cute start to like a a I truly do think what she's trying to express the root of it is very good because we are all, we can be so self-critical with our own body mm-hmm. images, especially women, but men too. And often when you look back, you think like, wow, I wish I appreciated where I was at then. I thought I was oh. so terrible. We really should appreciate yeah. what we have in the moment. And I can speak to that from like weight loss goals specifically, which I've always struggled with since I was in high school. And I remember like setting, like writing in a journal, setting like weight loss goals, like you got to get under 130 pounds. And I'm like, God, I would get like, damn, damn, like 130 these days. Get out. I'd have to have like an amputation. But um, (laughs) (laughs) like, but at the time I thought, oh, God, I'm I'm so big. I'm too heavy. And it's a lot of fat phobia too, bad self image. Um, And I think today there's more talk and more of a movement with like, not just body positivity, but I think something I don't know if you've heard of this Katie is body neutrality have you heard of body neutrality uh-uh. um do you know who Lizzo is she's a 
Like, oh, yeah. She, yeah, yeah. She promotes body neutrality, which basically means I feel neither positive or negative about my body. I'm not over. I'm not overly critical or thinking of my body. My body is my body is kind of what it is. And I kind of like that mentality where it's like I don't need to feel I don't need to feel a certain way about my body because it is what right. it is. It's it's my vessel. That's not to I say can you can't say, be positive, body positive, but just trying to move away right. from negativity. I could say like I probably have a negative body image about myself, but I'm also not stupid. Like I know I what I eat and drink and that I don't do the right things. But also to me, I'll, I'm always trying to look at things from a health standpoint too. Like I am pretty avid about working out, not I have phases where I go a couple of weeks and like now I haven't been because we were gone away and stuff, but I'm pretty avid about working out and I'm always getting after uh, my niece, Lauren, who lives with us. Cause she, she's very anti working out. I'm like, it's not about being skinny. It's about being healthy. So I try to like focus on that. And I know for me working out does nothing for my weight because I eat and drink whatever the hell I want when I want, but I do know it makes me feel better mentally yeah. mm-hmm. makes me feel like I'm like, you know, working my lungs, working my heart, just making my body a little bit stronger, whether it's my weight is not coming down or not. doesn't matter to me. Yeah. So in that respect, I'm pretty body neutral when it comes to the physical aspect. Okay. Well, that's, I would say that's good. Cause yeah, it shouldn't just be about a number or just right. one element. It should be about health. I think health is health positivity because mm-hmm. you can be really thin and not be healthy and you can be right, exactly. plus size and be healthy. And so it, it's not always a direct correlation, but well, I think guys, everyone listening out there, send Katie some positive messages this week. Maybe <laughs> she'll, a, maybe she'll do a boudoir session for her, even just for herself one of these days. I don't know. You never know. <laughs> well, I am positive Katie that you are awesome. So let's, uh, we will see. <laughs> let's, let's amp up that positivity a little bit. Mm-hmm. Thanks for um, coming to our Ted talk guys. <laughs> Did you know you were in for this? We're Hello. we're making up for lost time. We're going extra deep this week. Yes. Um, so yeah, that's a very sweet ending to Moira's search for her nudes um, and a kind moment with her and Stevie. Our last scene of the episode is back at the motel. David's putting his clothes away. Alexis is kind of reflecting on the fact that now she has a job. A first, Her first normal job, she never really thought she'd have one. But it feels she's good. She's kind of beaming about it. Like she's proud. She's proud. It feels good. The idea of helping out feels good. And then David quickly cuts her off at the knees. Well, you are going to be working for your ex. And who knows how good Ted's decision making skills are because he proposed <laughs> exactly. to you twice. Yeah, I concur on that. Yeah. David Which just can't is interesting. He said that because I just came across an interesting conversation in the Facebook group about Ted and how he proposed to Alexis so soon. And it seems so off base and people were chiming in saying, well, this is maybe the first like attractive girl that uh, paid attention to him. So he just was lustful and thought he was in love, which I hadn't ever looked at it before then. Um, like that way until yeah. I read those comments. So he was a little green in his romantic mm-hmm. experiences, but look at him now. Hottie oh. McDotty. But yeah, can... Alexis is really proud though. And she's kind of like growing up a little bit in this episode. And she is. This is where for me as a non-fan of Alexis in the beginning, this is where the pivot happened for me. Cause I'm like, mm-hmm. no longer is she just being sort of beat down, but she's now building herself up, I think for the mm-hmm. first time. So that is good to see. 
Um, I also um, got Johnny a card, which is a really nice <laughs> adult-like gesture. Yeah, he uh, well, he burst into the room excited because he just found his button on the ground <laughs> after the laugh. day after the day he's had. Like this is a small victory. He's going to cling. Good to focus to. on the positive, Johnny. Yeah, and your Alexis comes in with a sweet gesture, gives him a card, says, "My dearest condolences." <laughs> <laughs> I know things have been tough lately, but I'm here for you, and I hope this helps. And it's one of those, I don't know if it was a card with a little slot for money, but he looks in it as if there would be money inside inside. and out the envelope. Like, (laughs) have you ever been in a situation like that where you like got a card and you like, it can be awkward. Like if there is, or if there isn't money or, or like if you get a gift, I have had a situation recently where I got a gift and the outside of the box was one this person should would have a lot of products with this box, particular brand or whatever. And so when I opened it, it was like, I was like, do I open the box? Is this what it is? Or is this just- because I was like, kind of hoping it wasn't what it was. <laughs> <laughs> so, but then I was like, oh no, that's it. I was like, oh, cool. <laughs> well, I reused my MacBook box to wrap a couple of sushi mm. Christmas presents. <laughs> Not thinking Evil. that he would be like, did you give me a MacBook? I was like, oh, no. And it was like, definitely not. A, it was something. It was like shirts or something. Um, evil, evil. <laughs> yeah, uh, John is like looking for something to be in the card. And she's like, what is something missing? Like, she doesn't get it. Like, that and whole then, idea just is beyond her. Like, But then once he realizes it's just the card, he's like genuinely touched. But Dave yeah. is still has to go after he's like how generous of you you know i just gave him my whole paycheck but you gave him a card like (laughs) johnny's like both my kids are generous my mom does that thing hey patty she does that thing we're like if like we've thrown parties for her before often i'm the one doing more work than my brothers and she'll be like i'm sure you all had some hands so thank you all of you and in my mind i'm like yeah but i did the most like i actually did the most <laughs> i hope you know that i did the most i'm sure I'm you sure know she did. knows um, if you're listening i did the most if you um, know stephanie you know <laughs> anybody would know but my mom is like that she'll be like well thank you all you guys are all great um and he gets emotional saying how grateful he is he's had a hard day clearly and Alexis gets it. She goes right in for the hug. She's more of a hugger for sure. Because <laughs> David is still standing back like, no, I'm okay. Bring um, it in, big guy. <laughs> Alexis, David, dad's poor right now. Come give him a hug. And so he finally, uh, he accepts the hug. <laughs> and Moira walks in on this. This is my favorite. Scene. What's going on in here? She's very... What's this like, all about? Like confused, disgusted. But like disturbed, Yeah. <laughs> And Johnny's like, well, I found my button. And David says, Alexis got a job. And she makes this cute little proud pose, like hands on her hips. Like, yeah, I did. She's really happy about this. You can yeah. tell she's excited. Um, and Moira is and happy, I think too. everyone is. Yeah, they're yeah, all she very hears excited that. about that. Um, and Moira, well, Moira's happy because she says, well, Alexis, you've got a shiny new future. But then she's suddenly back. Immediately disgusted. Yeah. Saddens it saddens her and she walks back into her room because she's still dwelling on her lost nudes. So then the very last scene, this is kind of a long final bit, but um Johnny's getting ready for bed, saying, you know, we've really got some great kids. Moira's still dwelling on her youth, uh lost youth, even blaming the kids for it a little bit. Um 
And this is when she says the last bit of her juvenescence has vanished in those photos. And Johnny refers to his little leather portfolio he's been carrying around these last Uh, He says, I wouldn't be so sure about that, Moira. Yeah. So she looks at the portfolio and he says in the front pocket, there's something for her. And it's this Polaroid. Which we've um, always been uh, wondering what Johnny carries around in that portfolio. Now he just sits in the garage and stares at his photo all day, I guess. <laughs> freaking weird. Yeah. <laughs> it's freaking weird. Kinky. Um, it's from Greece in 1987. She's like, oh, I love those earrings, my skin, my hair, everything. It really brightens her up. But Johnny is very sweet and reminds her like, I think you're still amazing. and That's all that counts. And she's like, you know. She thinks that's very sweet, but then she can't help herself. <laughs> now, how do I get this on the internet? How do I get this on the internet? And that's the end of the episode. <laughs> we miss, I want to go back real quick. We miss yeah. one of my favorite things when Johnny's hugging the kids and Moira's like, what's this about? And Johnny says, I'm just hugging my kids. And she says, why? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I relate to that right there. I do know. <laughs> why? <laughs> Katie moment right there. So, <laughs> well, that this gets is us, such a funny episode. It to is me. very I funny. Loved it. The dialogue is funny. The this the intertwining of the storylines I think is also very funny and smart. Um, I almost I'm I'm having regrets tonight after as far um, as simply the best as yes I'm having regrets after watching this one. I don't know. I think but, the switch was a good one. Yeah, I still have yet to make my pick, but I think we've only got a few weeks left, so I got to sort that out real soon. Um, but yeah, I actually didn't prepare any Would You Rathers this week. It's been such like a, a crazy two it weeks, won. and we're already running a little bit long. But yeah, maybe Would You skip. Rather, let me give you a, a final word of encouragement. Find in your life, what is your quote-unquote symbolic nude? Is it an actual nude photo? Is it loving your body? Is it learning how to ride a bike? Talking to you, Sushant. Is it stepping outside of your comfort zone? Is it just appreciating yourself? Find that thing. Tell your friends. Find your nude, guys. Find your nude and appreciate them. And appreciate it. Yeah. That's my my advice for the end of this Well, thank uh, you, Stephanie. You're welcome. What are we looking at next week, Katie? Uh, next week, we uh, are going to see David uh, kind of forced into a reluctant job duty, job slash not so much oh. his job duty. <laughs> and also Moira is hitting the campaign trail hard next week. So we're going to see what's going on with this political race. We haven't heard a lot about it since, uh, I mean, that's true. two episodes ago, really. Yeah. So, so yeah, that's what we're looking at next week. Um, throughout the week, what should we, what should we talk about? We didn't, I didn't make any notes as we went along here. Yeah, I guess. Um, do you have any nude photographs? We don't want to see them. We just want to know. We yes or no. Wanna, if you yes send us or no question, we are not opening it. We're blocking you. <laughs> <laughs> Please do, do not solicit any, us. Do you have any funny stories or maybe just, I don't know, experiences or anyone's, I don't know. Don't get too specific. Yeah. <laughs> yes. We'll, we'll keep um, things anonymous, but just yeah. like, once again, spicy stories or yeah, funny little things. Yeah, I think good. Um, what else could we talk about? Have you ever, I mean, we could ask about, have you ever paid on a tab, but that's not exciting. We, I feel like we've talked about this before and never posted it 
maybe we could talk about um, interesting job interviews or questions. Yeah, that would be good. I think we were kind of going for that when David did his job interview, and I don't think we yeah, ever posted it. Let's talk it. about interview experiences. So I actually have an interview coming up in a few weeks for for what a potential promotion at work. We'll oh, see. okay. So, All right. I've got my own interview. Maybe you could take on. some tips from the Rose children. Well, you've seen me text. I'll try to incorporate <laughs> that in my, uh, my well, response. Well, you've seen me text. <laughs> you've seen me text. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll come up with some more stuff throughout the week, I'm sure. And we're always looking for news. So yes. make sure you guys interact with our polls and our questions. Write us messages. What did we miss? What did we nail? What We will have the hate? words of the week. What do you love? We'll oh, yeah. Words of the week. We'll yeah. have lots of posts then. Yeah. Good deal. So, yeah, we're going to see what's going on in this campaign next week. Yeah. So, like so. I said, sorry, we're a little bit long tonight. We yeah. had a lot to catch up on. But we'll try and be, be back. Week. It is yeah. good to be back. It felt weird having a it whole did. week off. Felt like I haven't yeah. seen you in forever. So, yeah. but we're back on schedule and we'll be back next week. So, until then, best wishes and warmest regards. Bye bye. <laughs> <laughs> That's Patchula.